Mackling and McGarry McNabb on vacation heads up at 11 o'clock today. The first round of Vax to Win scholarship winners will be announced at the legislative building. Last week, we got the first round of the winners of the $100,000 prize. This week, we're getting the scholarship winners. So that is at 11 o'clock. In a moment, we're going to talk about the Taliban and racism. But before we get to that, we're asking you, where is your peaceful place? Gary Hook with... Another great text. Oh boy, Gary, we love your text messages. We appreciate them every day. It is so important to find that special place or activity where we can be at peace with ourselves. I was torn between two. The crackling campfire on a cool, crisp fall evening or the one I settled on is sitting by the shore, preferably on an ocean shore, and listening to the waves, the surf rolling in at night and the rhythmic sound of it crashing onto the beach. Well... There's something special and calming about it. Double bonus if you have a clear sky with the stars sparkling in the night sky and the surf thundering in. Definitely a place I can relax and be at peace. In our next segment, I mentioned GFK's philosophy about our connection to the WADA. Well, it wasn't the water. It was the sea. And we'll play (laughs) some audio for you on the other side of this important discussion with a good friend of our show, Brett McGarry. That's right. And and keep those texts coming on peaceful places for a chance to win bomber tickets for this Sunday. We'll give them away at 9.15. So I saw something on Instagram over the weekend about the Taliban, and it gave me pause. The message was along the lines of, and I don't remember the exact verbiage, and uh, the post is gone. It was it was posted on an Instagram story, so it only lives there for 24 hours. But it was, the line was, it's okay to be critical of the Taliban, without being a racist or Islamophobic jerk. The man who posted that is our friend, psychologist Dr. Raymond Abdurrahman, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Raymond, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you folks, too. So sometimes I marvel, Raymond, at how far we've come as a species, and sometimes I wonder, it feels like we haven't advanced at all because we, we see this kind of Islamophobia just time and time again. Yes. You know, it's, uh, anytime things like this happen, um, people in the Muslim community really cringe. And it's, and it's not just because the values represented uh, in these kinds of horrific places and events don't reflect our beliefs, but because we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, you know, what we know is that anytime events like this happen, rates of Islamophobia and hate crimes against other people of color uh, who people perceive to be Muslim actually increase. So, Raymond, talk about the Taliban, if you can, and and their belief system and and the incredible horrors that they have laid upon and and, and enacted in Afghanistan over the decades and and what might be happening there now and and how it reflects, I'm guessing not at all, the true true, uh, Muslim faith. Well, you know, the interesting thing is that there are horrible things happening all over the world, and certainly the Taliban are purveyors of those kinds of things. But it's very easy for us to kind of lump all people from a certain background together. You know, there's a, a lot of white terrorists who work on behalf of what they believe are Christian beliefs, and we're not very quick to lump together all Christian people uh, with with white supremacy and white terrorism. Uh, yet when it comes to Islam, we're very quick to do that. And that's the challenging piece. So, yes, it's horrible, uh, but it, it doesn't mean that we need to 
we need to be mindful of a bias that we carry that loops all of us, that loops people in together. And that's the dangerous piece. One of the things that I always encourage people to do is, you know, people say, what am I supposed to say? You know, it's horrible. Does that mean I can't say anything? No, no, it's, we should be outspoken about the horrible things happening. But we should also be mindful about what things we're choosing to speak about. And it's very interesting that bias or our view that people who are foreign, people who have beliefs uh, that are different from us, um, are more likely to have these kinds of problems. So interestingly enough, you know, we're noticing all these problems that are happening in Afghanistan. We're not noticing what's happening in our own country. And in our own country, we have a bill, Bill 21 in Quebec, that actually prevents women uh, from wearing what they, what they would like, what they choose if they want to have a government job. In order to have a government-based job, they need to abide by what the state says that they should be wearing. Now, that sounds very much like Taliban rule. I'm not saying that we've gone as far, but certainly the principle is being activated. That's happening in France. That's happening here. So if we're going to be speaking out about women's rights, and we should, and we should be vocal about them, we need to be smart and by choosing to speak about that everywhere. All women should be mindful. All women, all, all men should be mindful. We should all be mindful about what it is we're speaking about. Now, when it comes to the anger and, uh, you know, the racism uh, that has come out uh, since what happened with the Taliban in Afghanistan, you know, we, we see this kind of reaction all the time as it pertains to people of color, whether it's an international crisis like the yeah. Taliban in Afghanistan or even when there's a spontaneous indigenous protest on Portage Avenue that snarls up traffic. Why do some people just descend so quickly into that kind of level of hatred? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think it speaks to the beliefs that we carry. I mean, anger is a normal emotion, but we, it does need to be checked, right? Anger is not an emotion. Any emotion can't go unchecked. You know, if it's self-hatred, hatred towards other people, we need to be mindful about why is it that we're carrying that? Are the beliefs that we have about that anger justified, validated? Do the information that we have about those people or about ourselves, validated. And if we're not going to be checking our beliefs, then it's very easy to jump to an emotion that can be very damaging. So any excess of any emotion can be problematic, and certainly that's the case with anger. Raymond, we have this conversation about uh, crime every once in a while and uh, the meth crisis and some things that might be happening, quote-unquote, in our mind to other people and we see it in our own community. Oh, that doesn't affect me because uh, it's, it's nobody in my family or, or in my circle of friends. Or geographically, uh, these things all happen in a certain part of the city, whether it be uh, murders or, or other violent crime. I, I'm not affected by this. Why, why are we so quick to find a reason to not be concerned? What, what is it emotionally or psychologically that has us dry, drawing those boundaries and building those walls uh, either around ourselves or or those uh, bad situations in our society? Well, there's a concept called cognitive dissonance. You know, we create a separation uh, between us and the situations that are problematic. Uh, and I think for some people, it's a sense of safety. For some people, it's a sense of complacency. Uh, what we don't tend to recognize is that we are interconnected as a community. You know, there are systems that impact mental health, systems that impact economy, systems that impact everything about human beings. That's the interesting thing about human beings is that we are all interconnected. There's an ongoing butterfly effect that what one person does will impact other people. And so 
we think sometimes that what we do doesn't impact the world or what happens in the world doesn't impact us. And that's further from the truth. And you can ask anybody who's been through any crisis, they'll say, you know, I really didn't think this impacted me until. And that's when I realized how many things and how people are interconnected. So us being aware and mindful of that upfront can allow us to make choices that not only mitigate anger, but also racism lead to a better life for, I think, all of us. Raymond, before we let you go on, we're speaking with psychologist Dr. Raymond Abdurrahman. Uh, we do want to connect some dots here back to mental health because you're a psychologist and we often turn to you to talk about mental wellness. Is it healthy to carry this kind of anger or hatred inside you? Like, Because I find for me personally, and I can't speak for anybody else, but for me personally, I just I, I find that anger and hatred take a real toll on my soul. Yeah, you know, and anger is something that anything that's in excess is going to cause you problems. The question is, what do we do with the emotions that we have? Um, There there are people whose anger will get in the way with their relationships. Um, Anger can get in the way of us being productive in the work that we do. So what I don't want to, what the message I don't want to give is that we need to have some Ned Flanders kind of view on things where we, you know, we push down and suppress our emotions. In fact, that's what causes difficulty, I think, societally. When we're not taught about how to manage those difficult feelings, they're more likely to come out because we don't have the skills on how to deal with them. But there are skills that we can do that learn, that teach us how to have some control over our anger. And there's a couple of things that we need to do. Number one, we need to be able to rationalize our thinking to make sure that that adjusts our emotion. But number two, Anger can be motivating if we have some sense of control. So if our, if our anger is justified, if there's a reason why our anger, if somebody's hurt us in some way, you know, working on a solution can help alleviate some of that. So focusing on solution-focused thinking and solution-focused actions can be a way to manage that. And that can make anger much more functional than we think it is. Dr. Raymond Abdurrahman, before we let you go, buddy, uh, then thank you for the insight that you provide, as always. Uh, I just wanted to quickly ask you this, because yesterday I caught you just as you were on your way out to a movie. So, uh, how was Paw Patrol? <laughs> Paw Patrol was actually not too bad, actually. Okay. It was fun, yeah. There you go. He had to, Greg, he had some hesitation about going to see Paw Patrol. I'm like, no, man, it's getting great reviews. Well, you know, yeah. I understand as a parent, sometimes you don't want to go to these things, but you, but you do your duty. Well done. I'm not sure that yeah. that review would, uh, you know, get you a guest spot on the couch potatoes, but uh, <laughs> it was a good try anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Raymond. I'll we appreciate you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Raymond Abdurrahman joins us from time to time. He is a psychologist with Clinic Psychology Manitoba. And, of course, he also has a page on social media, Winnipeg Love. So make sure you check that out as well.